Well, here on the ground, theatrical productions with more than one act can run anywhere from 90 minutes to about three hours. One famous, some might say infamous, adaptation of The Great Gatsby lasted a whopping eight hours. Now that's a commitment from cast and crew and audience. What if you could see a number of plays in less time? The annual Atlanta One Minute Play Festival brings brevity to the boards, and it showcases full productions rehearsed and performed by actors at Actors Express. July 28th and 29th. Dominic Dondrea is founder and curator of the One Minute Play Festival and joins me in the studio. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. Also with us, Patrick Morgan, one of the featured playwrights and an actor. Good morning. Good morning. And the play that is one minute long. How do you come up with the idea for a festival like that, Dominic? Well, it's asking the community to consider the world around them. So we think of the One Minute Play Festival as sort of a container for ideas in a community. And so we consider the performance kind of a core sample or cross-section of like looking what's in the dirt through these uh, 60 pulses of storytelling. So it's our way of kind of performing a community mind map or asking the community, who are we? What is our relationship to each other, to our work, to our civic life? Um, And then the back end, looking at all this work that we're generating and all the threads of narratives and ideas that bubble up to the surface. And we're asking, what did we see? What did we hear? What did we learn? So pulsing and sifting, very different than, uh, this is a response to the Twitterverse, or, you know, people don't have attention spans, so we can only do one minute. No, yeah, it has actually nothing to do with attention span. It's actually asking your audience to tune into what the bigger ideas are. What are the narratives and things that are sort of abundant, and what does that say? So to actually look at the bigger picture of what this work says, it's about, it's it's really a, a big opportunity to tune in to the world around us. So this year, it's 60 plays by 60 different Atlanta playwrights. And yeah. you are one of them, Patrick. I am. Okay, um, so what are the challenges of communicating character and plot and, and pulling people in in that uh, short amount of time? It's a bit hard to try and cram all that into a minute, but what that ends up doing is making the story very compact and very powerful. So you have to get to the essence of the story and try and communicate that very clearly within the one minute. And usually what comes out is pretty amazing. Has it changed the way that you approach other plays that you write? It has, actually. It's made my writing a lot more succinct and um, just more compact and able to communicate my story more effectively. Yeah. And Dominic, how do you go about staging 60 different plays over such a short period of time? That's a great question. We do it with the most basic elements. So all of the plays are staged with four chairs, lights up, lights down, and there's a there's a, what we call a blink out between every play, which helps respect each play as an individual and complete work. Mm-hmm. To draw to a close. Yeah, and also it aids with this aesthetic of heartbeats or pulses. Mm. Um, and so we ask people to focus on story and ideas. And when we think of like a, what a one-minute play is, it's like a little frame. And when you look through the frame, it suggests a world that's much wider. And we look through 60 of them, that's like a big world. Right. So we ask people to work with the most basic elements and only include exactly what is necessary to tell the story. So people and ideas, not stuff in things. <laughs> no hydraulics. <laughs> no hydraulics. <laughs> but, but then to connect them together, is there an organizing principle? Uh, yeah, it's just we I move them. So part of the tech process tomorrow is we ask everybody to stage these plays, the blink out between. And I, and I actually... Uh, collaborate with the actors and the directors, and I and I sort of piece them together so it moves. So it's sort of like a, a flow that is continuous for an hour. Patrick, I'm curious about what the draw is to doing a challenge like this. 
It's the sense of community. Like it's very collaborative from the moment you write it and. Dominic and the woman at Playfest is asking you to think about the community in large and what issues are speaking out about the community and then going into the rehearsal process and meeting with the directors and the actors and communicating and collaborating with them on how to bring this play about to the actual performance with the audience and bringing them in and asking what they thought about it. So does the audience respond in real time? We invite the audience to respond afterwards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when it comes to art of any kind, there are strict guidelines like this for an entire play in one minute. That can be seen as liberating or limiting, or limiting rather. What's what's it like for you? For me, it's liberating because you don't have to worry about, am I going to go on too long? Like you have a hard out at one minute. And so it it really does force you to choose your words and your actions carefully and what's the essential elements for telling that story. Well, we have two more guests with us for a live production of one of the plays. I mean, we've got a minute, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we have two actors from the festival. Brian Ashton Smith is with us. Hello. Hello. How are you? All right. Thank you. And Jasmine Waters, thank you for being here. Of course. Love being here. All right. So they're going to perform a play written by Natasha Patel called How the Candles Flamed Out. But first, a little bit about like when you first learn about a play like this, how do you approach it? Okay, so uh, when you first learn about a play like this, I mean, the, I guess the first step is to to read it through, make sure that you understand what's happening, because uh, some of these plays can be a little abstract. So you want to get to like what the heart of the playwright's trying to convey. Um, and uh, I've I've directed the One Minute Play Festival actually uh, last year. I was one of the directors for it, and um, I I just kind of like take a very communal approach where we all sit around and we we discuss the play and discuss the themes and motives of it and like it. What, whatever comes out from anyone, and we kind of like develop the play from around from the, from that. Um, but yeah, we you do what you can to to respect the artist's work, and um, and we collaborate to create something new from there. Jasmine, how do you decide who does which plays? Um, well, luckily, I have never had to make such a decision because I have not directed. <laughs> um, I'm a writer and an actor for One Minute Play, um, but. With the directors that I've worked with, we sit around, we do table reads, and from there, people are able to say what roles they connect most with and what roles they want, um, and then we kind of just piece it together, similar to how Dominic works with the process, um, who fits where and how we can make those transitions really smooth. Okay, so you're gonna, guys are going to do this play for us here. This is called How the Candles Flamed Out. Am I supposed to say action? <laughs> how do you do this? You, you guys are directors, not I. I just say take it away. <laughs> How the Candles Flamed Out by Natasha Patel We are the last to be lit. Please reconsider your actions. For a generation, we've been every thought and prayer for your tremendous loss. A roof whipped by a tornado, a bedroom flooded from a hurricane. We comforted you. Even when things grew more grim, reckless drivers, opioid pushers, five-year-olds at the whim of an armed madman, we stuck by you while you grieved. Honey, baby darling... We were all you needed. But then your children wanted more. And you listened to your children. Who does that? You marched. You slept before building entrances. Your craziness has brought about our end. Our flames are nearly extinguished. So we leave you with this final thought. We pray that one day we will be enough again. Thank you. (laughs) The audience goes wild. (laughs) 
That was Brian Ashton Smith and Jasmine Waters and Patrick Morgan performing a one-minute play, this one from Natasha Patel called How the Candles Flamed Out. They are all part of the one-minute theater festival. Dominic Dundrea is founder and curator of the festival. And this is going on now. It's on July 28th and 29th. You can see for yourself, this is this is typical of what you do, right? That one of the, they just move forward from one to the next to the next. How much time does it take to rehearse a short play like that? About an hour per play. <laughs> an hour per play yeah. to get get things right. And then another hour for the transition. So we, we usually say it's about a 10, if there's eight or nine plays, it's a 10 to 12 hour process before tech for the actors. So uh, what is it like for you as actors comparing to actor for, acting in a much longer performance? Are there benefits or drawbacks for you, Jasmine? Um, I think it's it's benefits. I have been in plenty of productions, as uh, Patrick was mentioning, that feel long and drawn out and it feels like the words aren't as important. But to convey what a writer meant and to convey their message within such a short amount of time and to get that to an audience, I think, becomes really important and really powerful um, and very challenging. Uh, so it definitely tries me as an actor to be able to create a story in such a short amount of time. And for you, Brian and Patrick, you're doing more than one of these, right? There are 50 actors in the troupe. Yeah, so yeah. 60 plays, obviously, you're, you're spreading this around. How does that, how, what is that like, going from one to the next to the next, or do you try and space them out? No, there, there's not really any spacing out of it. It's, it's, um, each, the, the, it's organized in clumps. So we've got a couple different clumps, and each of them has a certain amount of plays. So each, each one, um, each clump will kind of create their own uh, cohesive unit. And um, then Dominic on the day of tech will um, piece these clumps together and we will have the one whole big cohesive unit. So we kind of it's like a very much a divide and conquer scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we try to we try to be asset based in the approach. So it's not focusing on limitations, but on focusing on space and focusing on people. And what we're really doing is investing in people to set them up for success. Mm -hmm. So providing them very clear guidelines, a very clear platform, very clear tasks, whether they're a professional actor who's had 30 years of experience, whether they're a community member. Sometimes we have civic workers, teachers or mailmen, people that opt into the process for the first time. They've never been on stage. So we're not making a distinction between a professional actor and a community actor. So focusing on simple tasks, hitting your marks, um, speaking up making sure the plays are in time bounds, making sure that um, everything kind of lands where it needs to be. Um, those kinds of actions and steps allow people to feel like they're doing their best work and they're creating something together. Yeah, and communicate something to the audience, right. I'm sure, part of that communal feel that you were talking about. Yeah, and it's also true with the plays. I think one of your initial questions might have been, why a minute? And I think a lot of it is about equity of voice. So if we have playwrights who are 30-year veterans who have plays all around the country, of people that are opting in from the community saying, I want to say something, and whether they're a veteran writer or a new writer, we're asking um, we're, we're providing them the same space. And if a play goes long, it actually says that this voice is more important. It's taking up more space. So um, we're giving everybody the same boundaries to say something, whether they're new or very established. I'm wondering for you, Patrick, you've written one of the, you wrote one of the plays, but you're also an actor for this year's festival. Yes. Do you prefer to act in your own play or participate in someone else's, bringing what Dominic was talking about? <laughs> I prefer to act in somebody else's. I already know what I've said, and I love to see 
other people bring it to life. And by the same token as an actor, I love getting to interpret along with a group of like, how are we going to express this? And just helping to bring someone else's words to life. Um, Dominic, I know you live in the New York, in New York, mm-hmm. but this is the festival's ninth year. What keeps you coming back? What is I the love, response you get? I love, love, love this town. I love the artists. I love the people. I love the theater we work with at Actors Express. Um, and you know, it's, we're going on almost a decade here. It's it's more than a tradition. Sometimes we do two festivals in a year. We do one at Christmas time um, or a holiday themed one, depending on what the year is. And it, 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 there's just such a community here. And every time I come here, I feel feel very welcome and uh, invited by the community. So it it has become a second home. Well, we're glad you're all here. Thank you so much. And right on cue, we've got Curtain Call by Atlanta local band Takanobu. As we thank Dominic Dundrea. So sorry, I'm stumbling with that one. Thank you, founder and curator of the annual Atlanta One Minute Play Festival, which has a two-night run beginning Sunday, July 28th at Actors Express. Patrick Morgan, also Jasmine Waters, Brian Ashton-Smith, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having us. props to our crew today. Today we do bid a heartfelt farewell to Sarah Shariari. She's managing editor for GPB News. Sarah was instrumental in relaunching on Second Thought, and together we traveled across the state, creating goals and systems for covering Georgia, and assembled a crack team to do it. Sarah was both leader and partner in everything, from big ideas to refining our theme music by Alex Crispin and Marshall Ruffin, by the way. So we're super grateful and lucky to have had Sarah's considerable journalism chops and enthusiasm at the heart of every conversation, every story we tell every day. We wish her her the absolute best in the unfolding story of her life. I'm Virginia Prescott. If you missed anything this week, check out the OST podcast. Tell us about your favorite screams in our Facebook group, GPB's On Second Thought. We're at OST Talk on Twitter. Have a fabulous weekend.